Still pretty bad. 2307. Let's do it. 552. Uh, Hardy? 2438. And me? I can't find him. <laughs> <laughs> he had one job. One well, job. He had two jobs. He had to write down our times, too. All right. I think I got it within a second. <laughs> Close enough. Look for the big spike, Neil. There, it is a red spike, very long audacity at least. Around, so have, around what time, roughly? 28.45. Okay. Are you going to send me those? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go back through and figure out what mine is and, and uh, edit it before I send it over. Do we have any right. idea what we're talking about today? Leader. We should probably introduce the podcast. Yeah. But before we do that, do we have no, anything we, that we're talking about? We're either we doing had, therapy we about the way Andy has betrayed us. Bay Area looting. I think we should save cut in the there's, cord for when Andy's here. Okay. There's a there's the dislike button on YouTube controversy. We could talk about that a little bit. I don't know anything about What about, about that? removing what about removing the shuffle button from Adele on Spotify? Just from albums. I don't know anything about that, so that's definitely something that I would like to hear. I have heard about that. So, as long as you guys have that, we can go into it. We could start off with the start off with the looting and go from there, which can go to the Spotify shuffle and then the dislike button, which is all it's kind of another speaking of another button. What was the first? Kind of what thing. was the first one you said? Loot. That's the second. The first one, yeah. Hannah was talking about there was a lot of looting that's this been is going the on. Third day of looting that's Hang been on. happening in the Bay Area. So we can kind of talk about that a little bit and just see if uh, our podcast can recruit more people to do the same. We could just make it a button pushing episode. What pushes your buttons? <gasps> what pushes your buttons? That's a good one because then we can talk about all the things we hate too. <laughs> So what's the looting? Who's looting? So well, let's, let's start it off. Let's let, let, let let's, let's get, get into, into it. it. All right. So we'll, I I gotta think about this. Right, so welcome back to Plans Are Optional. This is Tom. I'm here with Marty, Hannah, and Neil. No Andy today. He uh, could not join us. So the four of us taking the reins and taking on this podcast, and we're uh, it's gonna be an interesting one. So, could or wouldn't join us could or wouldn't join us have we been betrayed well, that's the question uh, it sounded like he had company in town so i think that's fair no is this is this one of those am i a dick scenarios for waiting oh. too long before good, telling because us I, uh, oh yeah. i didn't think I about that yeah dick. that's true remember we were talking about yeah. that was that the last episode? That was Hannah and that was Hannah being the dick, right? Or, that or, might be a couple of. No, you know what? I'm that was that was maybe so the last episode that came out about where like, we are in the uh, recording. Yeah, sequence. That's yeah. what it was. It's the la- I think it's the last episode to to go on for uh, our listeners to listen to. All right, listeners, was I a dick? Did anyone resp- reply, Marty? Isn't that your job? <laughs> no. Social oh. media, Marty. <laughs> Nobody, nobody replied. Yeah. Well, maybe they haven't listened to it yet. 
right. you haven't yet, <laughs> we'll I think give it's the him latest the benefit episode. of the doubt. We'll give you the benefit of the doubt. We'll give you another week for it. But uh, yeah, so this kind of ties into that a little bit. He didn't wait till the last minute. It was just uh, you know, a little bit later on in the day, so it's not it's not a real harsh. It just dick seems score. like it. It falls apart when Andy's not here. If one of us isn't here, it's like, yeah, we're still going to do the podcast because Andy's the boss. But when Andy doesn't show up, we don't know what to do. Um, feel, Let's put it this way. This podcast is a corn tortilla. What does that mean? The minute that like, you put it all together, you have the taco, and then you try to pick it up, and then the tortilla falls apart. And it goes everywhere. That's what okay. it is without Andy. And okay. we have taco everywhere. Oh, okay. Which well, is still good. Just eat the pieces. Yeah. Just lick it. Everything's going to be scattered. Just lick it up. That doesn't sound that different from a normal podcast, to be honest. Everything being scattered. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if Andrew's here I or mean, not. I was really trying to get a plan for tonight, and we just couldn't even figure out that. Well, that's, nope, that's not I can't true. do a countdown. That's a little true because I wanted to know if you were recording tonight, and I didn't get an answer. Uh, oh, not a plan for the recording in terms no, no, of no. what we're talking about tonight. You're talking about a plan of what to do tonight overall. Overall, as a person, as a person, I see. I see. To record or not to record? That is the question, like, listeners. Should we record? When Andy isn't here to run the run the ship, should we be recording? I think this can make for a pretty good dynamic. Even if, like, Hannah, let's say you made plans and you weren't here, I feel like the, the three of us, me, Marty, Neil, we could we could have a separate dynamic going on. We could still do it. Would it be as oh, good? Oh, right. Maybe not, but... You've definitely had to carry on without me a couple times recently. Well, I did hear this week that uh, some of our listeners do enjoy the Neil diatribe where he just goes off on a topic. Aww. So that's been requested to happen more. <laughs> Neil just go get off. drunk and talk shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Podcast. Sounds great. <laughs> and hope that no one you actually know or your employer ever listens <laughs> to this podcast or family, anyone, because then uh, my life will just, who knows, fall apart. No doubt. The exact opposite of the point of having a podcast. Yeah. But I agree. I hope no one I know listens to this as well. <laughs> How are we supposed well, to Tom grow and I are screwed. Yeah. We got, we got to grow it somehow. Start it by getting friends. Maybe not okay. family yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe I, maybe that's where uh, Andy made the mistake initially. I don't know. What, Andy's family is like one of our most ardent supporters. So. That's true. Yeah. Maybe he just has a really good family. Maybe we gotta. He does. They're good people. Yeah. I I've never met them. They they all sound no like wonderful people. I'm wondering if they can they can assist in spreading the word of the podcast just in conversation with Outwards. people. Outwards. Ah. And that's how the that's how the tree forms. Well, were you like a pyramid scheme? That's fake. Well, you got to set up the foundation before you can do that. We're not selling anything, so we're very much like a pyramid scheme. Speaking of uh, schemes, and maybe this is a little bit of a stretch, but Hannah, you were talking about these robberies that were going on, and these kind of—I love a good segue. 
That was a good. That was a quality Tom segue right there. I like it. I, Honestly, I tried. It was I'm good. It was good. I, I had no idea how we were going to segue. Over there. I just kind of saw. And then there it was, it. hanging in front Taking of you. <laughs> Schemes. A way to pick totally that little hanging fruit. Uh, and not bad because this feels like there is a scheme behind it all. Right. Tell so us about it because I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. This. Yeah. So let so let's talk about this. Yeah. Surprised you yeah. haven't heard about Neil. I haven't seen it in the news. Um, th- th- that doesn't mean much. Well, it's more Bay Area. Okay. I saw a headline today that it was what a jewelry store got mm-hmm. robbed for over a hundred thousand dollars, and there were like fourteen people involved. They're causing. They're calling it like a flash robbery, flash it's like mob a flash robbery. Okay. Robbery. Okay. Let let Hannah introduce her her Hold topic. Hold on, before she does. <laughs> <laughs> just okay. switch to another topic. Just Good want <laughs> just want to say, if you are one of fourteen people in a hundred thousand dollar robbery, you're only getting away with just over seven thousand dollars here. So, hmm. Anyway, take it away, Hannah. Mm. Oh, wait, okay. Is it worth it? I'm not sure. Uh, Put in the comment about <laughs> the topic before the topic's been introduced. I love it. Listeners, <laughs> what about would be worth it for you to rob a department store? $7,000 doesn't seem worth it, given the risk. It really does. It's my credit card debt and part of my student loan. Is it worth it? Yeah, but but, it also could put you in prison or. Oh yeah, that's bad. Maybe not for so, long. I don't know. I don't know how long. Podcast hosts. Yeah. Bad. So you said there's been three robberies so far. Well, so no, she hasn't said anything. She, she did just to us. <laughs> she said. I thought she just said it. It's all in the. It's all in the. Uh, it's in. It's all in the body language. <laughs> so today that we're recording, this is the third day that there's been like a flash mob robbery. And it's been happening all around the Bay Area. And so the first one was um, a Louis Vuitton store and other stores that are in San Francisco's Union Square. So actually kind of a fairly big, like... Populated area. Populated it's, area. It's like a landmark. Mm-hmm. Is you, you said Union Square? Yeah. Is that like uh, a part of the city or is that like a, a mall? Like an it's outdoor part mall of the area. City. Okay. Uh, so it's not know. like a one block. It's like a little no, bit bigger than that. Probably. San Francisco listeners, I don't know. But like, it's kind of a landmark, you know, about Union Square's like a place to go in San Francisco. I don't think I've ever been because I can't afford Louis Vuitton and I didn't get invited to the flash mob robbery. Um, and That's then- a good alibi, oh, Hannah. I like the way it's, uh, <laughs> it's all, this is perfectly planned. And then um, the other ones, there was a Nordstrom. Hold on, hold on. Before you proceed, what is a flash rob? A flash rob? A flash mob robbery? That's hard to say. Say that five times fast. It's and super hard. Came up with this? Flash mob robbery. I you came up with this. <laughs> is that? Oh, it's said it online. I mean, is it literally fourteen people? Like you said, fourteen people. So it's a it's a mob of people coordinated. I assume. It definitely seems to have to have been coordinated. Is it the same quantity of people each time? No. So. But are they are they doing I, this based on volume? Like, is the point of it okay? We stand a better chance of success if we do this as a 
as a group of 15 people or 20 people? What, like, what is the... Because obviously the more people, normally in crime, the more people, the higher the chance that you're going to get ratted out and the higher the chance that disorganization will occur and the lower the cut that you'll get from whatever, you know. I, I get all this from Hollywood movies, by the way. I don't have any personal experience. But, <laughs> what an alibi. Yeah. <laughs> but that's I've what, never heard of alluding. That's what's, you know, that's what's been uh, explained to me through, through movies. So what's the reality of it? On the other hand, it seems like what they're really trying to do is just numbers and speed. And I'm not even sure what the point, if they're trying to make a point with the looting. Because there was the Union Square looting that happened. And then... You mean a political uh, point? Any point. Any point? Okay. It feels like there should be a point. Because there's been at least four of these that have happened so far. But it, so I mean, if they're not, if they're not getting Wait, caught no. and they're getting away the with Louis Vuitton swag, then the point is swag. I'm also not sure if they're the same group of people. Okay, so because hmm. there's about eighty people that swarmed a Nordstrom in Walnut Creek. Eighty people. Eighty. Whoa. Jeez. Um. They pretty much rushed Did they have in security footage and rushed out within like three minutes or so. Uh, it looks like at this Nordstrom one, most of the looters got away. So it's more of an it's it's kind of like a Squid Game thing. People. It's like we'll run in as it games. Okay, so eighty of us run in. We all run in. Everyone grabs something. Everyone run out. If you're one of the unlucky two or three that gets caught, bad luck. But statistically speaking, you got a good chance of making it. Well, maybe because only two or <laughs> as three long people as they don't actually got them. arrested at the Nordstrom's one. And between 50 to 80 people in ski masks carrying crowbars ran into the Nordstrom and yeah, then so ran out again the, as fast as possible. So they're all running in together, this 50 to 80. Yeah, it's a mob. Which means it has to be organized in some way. And then, so they overwhelm sure. the security because your security can't handle that level of, of people, right? Obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, according to this one, they were in and out within a minute. So they're just super just rushing in. Wow. Stuffing stuff down their pants and running out. It's a cool idea. I, th- um, I think I want in on one of these. <laughs> I think like, And then there was... Uh, Another one happened at a Sam's Jewelers um, in the Bay Area. This one says nine people, and they used they ran in with hammers. That seems I was going to say that, that seems harder because you got to get through the through the protection. So well, then now they have the they have the hammers. Well, yeah, but you know. And the. You're saying what? Like a metal detector? Not at the mall. Go, going in. You're saying protection? No, no, the protection of the goods. So it's like if everyone storms into like a grocery store, everyone can grab an apple and run, right? But if it's not that there's much in an apple, but in a anywhere that is like a jeweler sounds a bit more tricky, more to go wrong, right? More to go wrong. Yeah, yeah. But higher stakes are rewarded. Higher stakes, yeah. They brought the um, hammers with them. This article says forty to fifty looters were 
and Sam's jeweler breaking the glass cases and then fleeing. And they also uh, ransacked a Macy's store that was in the same building. And the last one I think happened today, and it was at a Lulu Lululemon. Hmm. Get them. I don't know that much get, about that one. Get them yoga pants. Like they're very expensive yoga. Oh, pants. I know they are. <laughs> so like. <laughs> I mean, I think you're getting... They better be worth the hundred plus dollars that they cost. I mean, it's really not in the spirit of yoga, is it? To just crash a Lululemon store, steal yoga pants, and then go sit there and meditate. You're gonna sell them on eBay. (laughs) I mean, what are you gonna do with them? These are not the pants wearers. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what's happened over the last three days, and it seems like an organized mobs. Just, well, Neil's bringing it down south to Orange County. Neil's waiting to be invited Sounds in. Like Orange County? I don't live in Orange County. Well, you don't shit where you um, leave, Neil. That's a good point, actually. Yes, no, I don't do it next door, do I? <laughs> good point, Marty. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the tip. Yeah. You're welcome. Always looking out for you. You know, honestly, day. if you're going to do it in LA, you might as well get everybody rallied up to go into like because LA has a lot of cool spots right I mean we could do all kinds of places in Hollywood mm-hmm. we could all barge into the um, I don't know Rodeo Drive yeah oh Rodeo Drive is bank right a lot of there's all, another Louis Vuitton there's there. a lot of nice things in Rodeo for sure and then yeah. and then on Hollywood itself there's you know Ripley's Theatre we could all go and steal like Oh my god! Just bizarre, cool. bizarre things, and then just like I want a yeah. bigfoot statue. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be even better. <laughs> Fuck your like jewelry! I want a bigfoot statue. Much harder to steal, but much more. Well, Ripley, you're not going to believe this, but we're going <laughs> to take it off. <laughs> if there was something, if there's something out there, let's say it doesn't necessarily need to be valuable, but like it means something to you, or it'd be cool to have in your house. Mm-hmm. Is there is there one thing that you can think of that you can get away with, and you'd be able to like pick that and go steal it or whatever means of getting with? it, and you'd get away with it like guaranteed, wouldn't get caught, and then you could like show it off in your house. Let's say, is there anything that comes to mind? I mean, there's a there's so many famous works of art and that you could choose from, right? Obvious things like Mona Lisa and stuff. For sure. Um, Is that what you would lean towards? Uh, no, not I personally. No, I mean I don't have any real proclivity towards that piece of art um, myself. But I guess anything. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, actually. Um, I think I think now that you're talking about the art, not to like completely shift, but weren't we going to talk about the Netflix movie, the Boston Stolen Art, a long time ago? Uh, uh, we did I think maybe, did. but did we ever watch it? I, oh, maybe I'm the only one that did. <laughs> I kind of forgot. I still do want to watch it. Yeah, well, I, I, refresh my memory I on this. I forgot about it. I did not watch the movie, but I watched a video about it. Um, so I know about it. But it was uh, like the biggest art heist ever, basically, right, is what it comes down to. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. You just kind of reminded me of that. I don't, I don't mean to, to spoil anything. So I don't, <laughs> I don't want to say it, what happens exactly, but you just, I don't know. It is a good one to talk about, though, because there that's, are... That's definitely good. There are a lot of peculiar things that happened in that art heist, 
in mm-hmm. terms of their choices, in terms of the way they remove the art, the tools they used, like the, the art they ignored versus the art they took. Very strange sort of behavior, right? It's almost as if somebody went in for that reason, to just put it on their own walls and showcase it right. like they want it specifically. Yeah, like they left some of the most valuable pieces they let put to the side and spent ages taking some other piece off the wall or whatever. It's just very strange. Um, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, we didn't. No, oh, t- no Tom, we haven't seen something it. Else. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is like a more slightly innocent art theft, but did you see... I think it just came out today, I just opened it up, that they just discovered that a couple in New York had this nice table they liked a lot, and it turns out it's a priceless Roman mosaic that they've been just eating their coffee on and whatnot. <laughs> nice! <laughs> Did they buy coffee it tables like all the rage. auction? How'd they get it? Um, I don't remember how they got it, except it was commissioned by Caligula, so it has that history behind it. It disappeared from a museum during the um, Second World War, so it was Nazi looting. And then how did they actually get it? I think... Oh, yeah, this is fun. Someone wrote a book about Roman mosaics and whatnot, and like he was giving a talk, and the people that had it... um, we're at the talk, and then one, like one of them, was like, "That sounds like our table," and it turned out to be the table they were talking about. <laughs> and that's how they found out that it was theirs. Yes, uh, they purchased it from a aristocratic Italian family in the 1960s. <laughs> so you know, they figures. You know, <laughs> so they just kind of assumed, you know, go- whatever. It's Roman, but it's not the priceless Caligula piece of art. That's awesome. Okay, I want I want to go back to this. I want to go back to this this heist of what makes a freaking Louis Vuitton bag worth that much? People's belief. Why? Why does a purse need to be like what makes them so good? Like I want to know. I want to know what makes nothing Lululemon status yoga pants amazing. I have this great purse like, I got from Loft for 50 bucks and it's been lasting years. It's great. Status. Now, Louis Vuitton is just status that we decided arbitrarily to say Louis Vuitton is a good brand and makes you look rich. Is and it the it handmade like stuff? Because it's expensive. I, uh, y- and it just know, has that stupid VL logo on it all so over I the watched place. A, I watched an interesting thing about this relatively recently about um i think it was specifically it was about um what some major designer brand i'm trying to remember who it was now it wasn't louis vuitton but it was this idea that um it's the economics right so they they deliberately will sell yeah that's that's what was it i'm sorry this is really poor listening but it was it was this i can't remember what it was it was some kind of thing like it was a designer thing and it cost it was a watch it was watches it was um 
it wasn't a Rolex, I don't think, but it was a very high-end designer watch. And it's this idea that... Is it store around? Yeah, yeah, no, this is this was recently. This was like a couple of months ago. And the, the premise is, it's like, why... Let, so what will happen is, is that you can... The retail price of a, of a highly valued asset, such as a Vuitton bag or watch or whatever, in this case was about $15,000, right? But you would never, even though that is the retail price, you would never be able to buy one for $15,000, even though that is the, the, you know, the manufacturer or the, the, the listed price at which they will sell it. So the premise of the argument was, well, why, if that's true, and if the, if the second hand market price, the second sale price is three, four, five, ten, twenty, hundred times more than that, why doesn't the the producer, the you know, the actual company that makes the the watch, just up the retail price? Why don't they double it to thirty thousand or sixty or a hundred? Because people will pay those prices. And it was this whole it's this whole video about um, the economics of how how that basically works and why they don't do that. And it's like what it is, it's it's very interesting. Is so let's say that you are Rolex, right? And you have this one brand of watch that is 15k, but you only produce, let's say, 50 of them a year, right? So the chances of you being able to buy that fifteen thousand dollar watch is effectively nothing. The only way you will be able to buy it is through a pro is and this is how they work. I, I had no idea about this, and this is how like all things like Louis Vuitton and stuff work as well. You can buy like the five thousand dollar Rolexes because they're more common, and you can probably pick one up. But when you get into that higher end of it, what actually happens is you can't buy it. So the only way to get it is to get um, on a reserve list, and the reserve list is essentially completely controlled by Rolex themselves because this isn't something that they outsource to manufacture on mass or in at scale in you know to factories they literally most of these things are handmade right so they get to choose which 50 people get that 15,000 or 100,000 dollar Rolex watch which is a massive status symbol right huge status symbol so in order to be able to get it you actually have to effectively spend to like two million dollars and the reason yeah. because what they do is is they say okay this is this is coming up soon and you have to sort of get in with the people at the rolex stores and say oh i'd love to get my hand on this one you know the one the really rare one and they're like yeah you know i've heard there's one coming in about four months they're going to make a couple or whatever i could put you down but you know you got to anyone to be on the list you got to get this cheaper one and this 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 one and that's actually how they work they, they are like little they're basically like self-created ponzi schemes where in order to get even on the list for it you have to have bought like 50 to a, like it's and, and the reason it works economically is because what it does is it creates the it's a collector's mentality as well so it forces the ultra wealthy to buy the whole range of items only to be able to get the opportunity to get that single rarest thing at the top of the funnel and have the chance to get it. And then even when that chance comes along, yeah, sure, $15,000. But to get it, you spent two million bucks in the process. 
interesting idea. So anyway, I don't know why we went, well, we went on that tangent because okay, you know, that, that, didn't ask you a question, a... <laughs> but I, but I, not in, but I, not but in I the slightest. Was, I actually thought it was fascinating because I was like, huh, that's really that interesting that that's actually <laughs> how a lot like of that. these places actually sort of work. So, and that's the reason they will never take those items and just mark them up by five times and double the production, say by two or three to get more out because in that because that actually is less economical for them than just getting that one big whale to buy that asset indirectly through buying tons of other assets with weird weird economics right i i get that i'm i've i've played customizable card games such as magic and other things before so i i get it um But, but my question comes down to what the Louis Vuitton was it a Louis Vuitton store or was it like at a Macy's? Uh, well, the first mob was at an actual Louis Vuitton store, so like a registered dealer. So it should all be so everything, everything in there is Louis it Vuitton, all be right? Legit. So I want to know, <laughs> like, what's what's the specific thing that makes those? Well, I mean, so valuable because like a Rolex is all the gears and stuff is also gold inside. And so that's one of the, the marketing things is that you're, you know, you're buying real gold watch pieces, too. Not even what about sure Louis Vuitton bags? Uh, so apparently... It is. It works better. Um, but I was just trying to Google but also a, Louis a little bit about this. And so apparently they are very durable. And they are waterproof and fireproof. And they... Fireproof? I know, I saw that. I'm like, who said I... Fi- are you shitting me? fired a purse? <laughs> Are you shitting me? I'm not me? shitting you. I closed the tab, though, so... That, that's cool, though. That but but leather, it's though. not the point, though. It's not about utility. I mean, it's about... No, again, it's it, not. It's it's fashion. It's status. It's style. It's, it's status, 100%. Yeah, yeah. They, like, they, they do use, I think, you know, well-sourced materials, and they are actually all, all handmade, so if you... I don't think most of the people buying this care, but... You're buying a purse, you know, that was not made in a sweatshop by a child. All right, Louis Vuitton, I, you listen, need to sponsor us so we can light one of your bags on listen, fire. That was, yeah, we should test that out. I Hannah, mean, the sweatshop t- argument is not, I know. I, that's why I said I don't think it matters <laughs> yeah. at all. It's well, just 100% a status thing. It's and, like, totally a, it a is, limited amount are made. I mean, look at it this way. If you, uh, and I, I've seen this firsthand, right? A lot of people at... Um, the school that my kids go to, a lot of the women have, and I, when I say a lot, I mean a lot, like percentage-wise, let's say 25 to 30% have handbags that re- retail value somewhere between two and $5,000, right? Which is a lot for a, hand, for, for a purse, right? However... Yeah, I have no money to put in it. Right, but then there's always that one or that other one. There's always one or two who have that $50,000 one. And that's the one that everyone talks about because all of the course. other women are like, have you seen that one? That's a $50,000 hat. You know, and, and even though they're there with their $3,000, they're just like, it's the status of it. It's the fact that you can have something and just carry it around nonchalantly, potentially spill coffee on it or whatever it is, drop it, lose it, get it stolen. And it's that it's worth that much money. It's just, it's just status. People, it's just people flexing their, 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 their you know, and how many times 
women misplace their purse exactly or right. I mean you're probably less to... likely to misplace that one to be fair but the fact that yeah but you never know some people are so you know filthy sure. and disgustingly rich that they wouldn't even they wouldn't it even wouldn't lose even wouldn't even lose a nice right. sleep over a it yeah I mean you know how many times my leather wallet went through the wash because I forgot to take it out of my jeans well, that's because you don't like, have a purse, Marty. I've just, never washed my wallet before. <laughs> yeah, I haven't either, and I keep my wallet in my pants. I, I haven't. Right. I haven't had a wallet for about five years, which has been very liberating. All crypto. No, not all crypto. No, no, no. <laughs> I just oh, I just fuck off, Hannah. No, I just have one of those little. Sticks. It's a zip folder. I have a, one of those sticky things on the back of the phone. You just put a couple of cards in it, and you're good to go. Oh yeah, no. those are nice. He's he's got this thing called a wife, which carries a purse. That's true. Yeah, carries she carries it for me. <laughs> Although I did use Andrew as a purse on Saturday because we went to a friend's giving and it was a uh, dress up like fancy, and so I was wearing a dress with no pockets, and he had pants with pockets. So I was like, I'm just going to tuck my chapstick into your pants, and I'm going to bother you about thirty times tonight so I can put my chapstick on. What? <laughs> huh? You got all dressed I up? Did. What? I looked great. I didn't take. I uh. I dress up sometimes. I just haven't had an opportunity to really dress up with the pandemic and whatnot. It's fun. I. Uh, um. So, Lululemon leggings, yoga pants. Explain well, those. Sarah apparently has bought them at Do the they? Lululemon um outlet store. Are they fireproof too? I don't think they're fireproof. But. <laughs> From okay. What she they hold says, up longer than the other ones. They do seem to hold up a lot longer than a cheaper pair, and they are very comfortable. Still not enough for me to buy one, especially full price. But you know, are they that expensive? How much do they actually cost? Oh God! I, I feel like that's like a hundred dollars like... for a pair of pants. For for those ones for the. Uh, Neil, you should listen to True Crime Trine, the Lululemon murder episode. <laughs> we'll talk more about this. I'm, okay. I'm just getting through it right now. I'm catching up. And with with that, I mean, and the other, the funny thing is with fashion too. I mean, we're talking about this, and opening this past weekend was um, um, House of Gucci. Oh yeah. Um, with Lady is Gaga. That, is it Adam? Is that Adam Driver? Who's place? Yeah. Adam Driver, Jared Leto. Yeah. I saw a picture um, for that today. And I drove past it fast. It looked like him, but I wasn't sure who it was him. But then you had, uh, you know, the murder of um, Versace. Versace, yeah. Uh, and then you had, um, what's the other one? Uh, there's a new one coming out, I believe, on Netflix about the Von Dutch <laughs> trucker oh, I hats. That. I really want to watch that. Wh- which trucker hats i mean that was, that was a huge so thing in the early cute. 2000 i never got a trucker like, hat. i was so unpopular so uh, fashion man it's i'll say these lululemon pants that i'm looking at right now are used between a hundred dollars on average to like a hundred and thirty dollars yeah i saw like 128 I was yeah. I was quite enjoying looking at them actually. He's <laughs> like looking at women in yoga. <laughs> like, oh shit, these are cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we just got distracted a little bit. <laughs> You're welcome. 
wife comes in. What are you doing? I'm looking for your Christmas gift. Get I'm out. working. <laughs> working. This is for work. <laughs> oh, Neil. Neil, Neil, Neil. Speaking of, yo- speaking of yoga, since we're on the topic. That was a segue. That is a good segue, so I, I went, still like Tom's segue. I went to a yoga class the other day because I've been trying to get healthy and fit again. And um, I, uh, with all the soccer and, and exercise, like yoga is really good for you like to do. I'm trying to do it at least once a week, if not twice a week. Uh, I used to do a lot of yoga. Uh, so anyway, I go to this yoga class, but I was really, really sore and I was really tired because I'd like been, I'd been running, I'd been doing all this stuff. And so I went to do a yin yoga, which is... Um, deep stretch really slow i didn't not not hard not core power like not like power yoga or really intense yoga so i got there and uh there's these three women there's a teacher and these two other women and me and uh i get there and um i'm ready for this i'm really tired it's like six o'clock i'm beat right and I'm like, oh, this will be cool. Like, you know, introduce myself. Yeah, yin yoga. Yeah, I like yin, blah, blah, blah. She's like, yeah, it's a, uh, it's vinyin. And I'm like, vinyin? What's vinyin? She's like, it's vinyasa and yin. So it's both power yoga and vinyasa yoga. So it's a slow yoga and whatever. I'm like, okay, fine. Half, okay, now I'm like, shit. i got to do some real sh- hardcore stuff. Slightly hardcore, more than I wanted. Bear in mind, like... For people that are listening, like, super hardcore yoga is super fucking hardcore. Like, really difficult. And this woman, she's fucking mental. Like, I've been doing yoga for 15 years. And she is just like, I tell you, 40 minutes, I was absolutely fucked. Like, worse than CrossFit. Worse than CrossFit. And it was just horrendous. And you know when you're going into something with an expectation... And all of a sudden, you have to give it a hundred times more than that expectation. That's what it was. And, it's um, very not it, what you want. It's not what you want. And you kind of hate it even more than you would if you'd known you were going in there for that in the first place. And it was just brutal. Um, it's not a very good story, really, now that I think about it. But there you go. <laughs> Marty, Marty, Marty disappeared at the beginning and came back at the end. <laughs> I do keep telling myself that I'm going to start stretching at the very least. Oh no, it's super good for you because like, I hurt my back sleeping yesterday, today, so that was yeah. Fun. That's the reason I got into yoga originally was because of back issues, and um, no, it's phenomenally good for you if you can do it and keep up with it and practice and get that with stretching. But but it's it's not without effort, right? It's like anything. It's like exercise. It is exercise. You you have to put some in <laughs> to get some out. Um, but yeah, like it's if really I hard for me to find of that initiation energy, especially yes. once I'm home and I'm just like, Oop, well, done. that's the law of um of a uh, momentum, right? You got. Yes, I know. I always yeah. come home and lay down for a yeah. while. But once you get momentum, it's easier to keep it going. You just got it. It's hard to get momentum to begin it's with. Super hard to start yeah. from like zero mm-hmm. well and with covid i you know they shut everything down and i lost my momentum of going to the gym and working out and now that i have my house i'm kind of like you know 
Maybe I should just cancel the gym membership because I'm gone in two yeah. years. You should probably cancel the maybe gym membership. Maybe I need to. <laughs> Dude, for the cost, I mean, how much just, are you paying for gym? 30 bucks? Like 50 bucks? Okay. 35 So I think, think of it this way. Wow. Just go and, and drop 400 bucks on some cheap weights and a fucking basic bench. And you paid one, that's one year of gym. Cancel your gym. And honestly... I was just thinking about a row machine. Well, that's probably also going to be what three, four hundred. Who, who? I was just talking to somebody about a row machine, and they were saying, "Oh, you know what? It was uh, Ali's friends. They one of them just bought a row machine like a month ago, and they want to return it now because it actually fucked up their back huh. with the way the positioning that you have to, I guess, be for a rowing machine." Sure. They were like, "Yeah, I heard it was a terrible idea going into it, and." I didn't listen, and I really regret it now. Interesting. And it was like him, him and his wife both were having like back issues because of the rowing machine. So, are they doing it? I don't. I don't really know, but it sounded like uh, the other friend that he was talking to. It. I guess it's like a common thing with it. Maybe they have bad posture with it and like workout ethic or whatever. I mean, there's a million reasons it might work or not work for someone. I mean, I I will say that everyone I know who has ever gotten a row machine has not used it. Um, <laughs> like long term, like you know, like, like all exercise, a or like a fancy bike, is. like that stupid bike behind me. Yeah, we have one of those fucking things in our house. But <laughs> but yeah, um, I actually one of my friends is a was an Olympic rower for um, the Bulgarian um, rowing team years ago. And uh, he, you know, he rowed his life and he never had any back issues or posture issues or anything. But but D- does his wife have a Louis Vuitton bag? No, he's not like super wealthy or anything. Bulgarian, okay. Bulgarian rowing team. Wow. High fame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 he's ser- I forget sometimes that Bulgaria exists because and it, that it's not just in Harry Potter. But how often does it come up in the news, right? Very rarely, Never. right? Never, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've actually been there. It's it's the first it, Bulgaria was the first country I ever visited um, via you know via plane via flight um, when I was a kid because my parents took us abroad and it was cheap to go to bulgaria yeah (laughs) so they were like oh two weeks in bulgaria so we went to bulgaria we all went to bulgaria and then ate all the bulgarian um local food and all got sick as fuck for like (laughs) a week (laughs) couldn't stomach it because it was just like oh shit and uh yeah that was that was cool um and then we well i watched the goblet of fire last night because nobody wanted to play rocket league or golf what the hell has that got to do with it? <laughs> that is where the Bulgarian and Harry Potter comes up. Oh, I didn't know. I okay, I'm not that much of a Harry Potter person. <laughs> I but I also feel like this is a segue to how Andrew has let you down, Marty. That's true. Yeah, let's talk about that, Marty. Let's get it off your chest. Come on, <laughs> tell us how you're feeling. <laughs> but also, real fast, there's a shit ton of free workout videos on YouTube. You do not need a gym member. Well, we gotta we gotta hear we gotta hear the rest of Neil's Bulgarian rower rower story. There isn't any more to it. I was just I'm just rambling, <laughs> just, dude. He exists. 
I guess and the, his back is fine. I think the takeaway is based on both Tom's and mine responses. Don't get a rowing machine. I would say so personally, get free weights first. Yes, I was going to say I, I, I've I I've had everything. There. I've had all of it, like fucking bikes, rowing machines, treadmills. The one thing that I can stick to, and that even if you lapse for a while, a month or two, you will always come back to, is a decent bench. You can do sit ups, get a couple of free weights. There's so many exercises you can do. Get a skipping rope, ten dollars. Ten fucking dollars. You will never get better exercise than twenty minutes skipping. I mean, there's a reason boxers skip. It's fucking brutal. It's great cardio. Ten bucks. Couple of free weights. Basic bench. You'll be good to go. Cancel your gym membership. Well, the the machine at the at the membership or the the gym. The one machine that they didn't have was a row and that was like the one machine that i wanted to use the most mm. there and so not having one i was like ah. i was i liked it when i was in college i would row um like twenty thousand meters like but well, if you know you've done it before and you know you enjoy it then sure that changes the conversation a little because you know i i just think it's not something that people just necessarily not everyone's going to enjoy or or get benefit from but if you already know it then yeah okay whatever oh see out marty did you get inspired to buy a rowing machine from house of cards (laughs) no (laughs) okay i totally forgot that's a a a great question but uh yes Row machines in television are always depicted by sociopaths and psychopaths. They tend to like their rowing machines. See how Ma- Marty walked away. Marty walked so away again. Marty just be a psychopath. <laughs> what is he? Do- what is he doing? He keeps leaving am- us. Did you just call me a sociopath? No, I was just saying that they do get associated with. Didn't um, what's his name in American? Um, what was it uh, Chris American Psycho? Didn't he have? Did he have a uh, rowing machine? feel like you might have i watched that film once and never again you did not like it i've never seen it wasn't my cup of tea it's a great movie i did like i mean there are some things that are good and that i did enjoy about it but like after the the three-way scene of him running down (laughs) running down the hallway (laughs) that's awesome it was kind of comical, though, to be a bit silly, but yeah. I, I like that. That after that, it just got like I, I, I was lost after that. He does have. I mean, I get what happens, but all right. Well, apparently, I can't get a rowing machine because. All right, Andrew or Andy pushing our buttons. I mean, does 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 he push our buttons? <laughs> My buttons are fine. There's some other buttons that are missing now. Wait, what? <laughs> Jeez, Tom. You, people say my jokes are bad. That was terrible. <laughs> I'm talking about the YouTube dislike button. Oh, really yeah, the YouTube way. dislike button. Look at that fucking segue. We should make a whole podcast on Golly. I'm just going to be silent. You know what? Let's let's just briefly let's talk about the dislike button because I think I saw something about that maybe two weeks ago. 
and I've, yeah. I've read. So I've I think read... it's officially gone now. Yeah, and or it's really? there, but it's not the same. It doesn't act the same way as it once did. It doesn't show the dislike count. Yeah, that's what it is. So it's still there. You can still dislike it, but it isn't shown because they're trying to stop people from mass disliking and basically mob spamming um, individuals. Is that the point? Mm-hmm. I would assume that's yeah. the case, okay. but the owner of the video can still see if somebody dislikes it. Sure, but d- in, in right. But I think for every dislike, it changes all the algorithm. Matters, yeah, no one. So can, the video it, is less it likely. It doesn't to... matter if you can see it or not see it. What matters is whether it factors into the algorithm. Does I wouldn't necessarily say that's true, though. That's totally true. Because no, because here's the thing. Whenever you've, let's say, come across an issue and you need to diagnose something or maybe fix something on your computer or fix something in your house and you need to look up a tutorial to do it, where do you usually go? For that type of video, yes, you okay. Do. But here's the thing. And, and yeah, then you can tell sure. without going through comments immediately, you can know, okay, this guy knows what he's doing or girl knows what they're doing. Or it doesn't know what they're doing. Now you're going to have to ever no, the comments. No. I'd watch so many freaking videos about trying to program my my damn uh, garage door opener in my car. <laughs> and there was several key steps that were missing. And I ended up having to go and try like a video from not a recent year, but an older model version of the car. And just tried it on a whim. And it was the only one that said to do this the steps that needed to be done. So there were some things that were skipped. So no. <laughs> yeah. I will say Tom that you, I think you're right. I, I think some people use the like dislike ratio of, or quantity as a metric for rank, if you like for quality. But I must say that in YouTube over the years, I've come less and less to use it that way because I've found that, Likes and dislikes is just not something I look at to gauge the quality of a video. I views definitely, um, and then also just ranking like where it ranks, which obviously is algorithm. I know it's driven by the algorithm, and depending on how clickbaity the the video creator, how well they did to tune into the algorithm. I I, I know that sometimes you can still get shit content, but usually. Those things combined, the title of the views and the fact that I'm seeing it based on my search is enough to tell me that it's okay. I don't really care about the likes and stuff. But I can I feel know, like it's yeah, a, some people. It's a very quick way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I find it to be a very quick way of uh, finding out whether I should or should not continue to watch a video. Hmm. I mean, I'll still read through the comments and all. Because, like, yesterday I was looking up a, a, a video on how to lay vinyl flooring yeah. on a subfloor mm-hmm. and there were like different things that this guy was doing and then like professional floors were going in there saying the thing that you did in the video actually is it's it'll hold up in like a six month period but once you start expansion and contraction the thing that you laid down is actually going to start cracking and it'll destroy your flooring and you'll end up here in cracks and all this different stuff underneath of it so mm. It's uh, you get some good insight from the the comments, regardless. But from comments, um, from comments, I agree. Just but I've, but just I've never come across a video, um, 
for me, the ratio of likes to dislikes on all genres of videos is always the same. It's like, I would say for every hundred likes a video gets, usually I see somewhere in the range of one to six dislikes and scale, scale, scale that up and down. So in that respect, the, um, the value of it as a, as a tool for judging the video is kind of lost on me because I've never come across a video where it's been like, Oh my God, look, that video has as many dislikes as it has likes. I'm sure there are some, but generally they always seem to be about the same. Like you always get a few people that say this sucks and 85 to 95% of people say this is good. I will say I don't really do very much on YouTube, so it doesn't affect me very much. I still see, when I look right now, I still see the like and dislike with the numbers, but... Yeah. I mean, I watch YouTube on a, on, a t- on smart TV, so I don't even see likes and dislikes. Anyway, I just, I just get sure. channels that just watch what I know yeah. I want. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, overall, it's not really going to change me from watching YouTube videos at all. It's just there's certain niches that I would prefer to still have them on there, it, or that that would those niche video types um, would be the reason I would prefer to have them on there. But yeah, I mean I would agree that say out of a hundred likes, there's like what five six. Yeah, I don't know. I mean there's a range there, right. but like dislikes. Yeah, I mean it's pretty much every video you see that, um, with the exception of some of them that are entirely. I don't know. Something's like entirely wrong, or yeah. let's say I'm trying to think. There was a there was something that recently came out. I think it was a video game or some video game related thing, and it was uh, yeah, it was. Um, I know what you're talking about. They because they do it on Steam too. They they spam. Steam has a mechanism. You you know how Steam handles this problem? Because in in Steam you will get people who they will, for whatever reason, political, community, mob mentality, uh, or maybe it's just a particular version of a game, they'll spam they'll spam downvote a game to the point that its overall rating is just in the absolute toilet, right? right which right. which really sucks for big, big games. Like, imagine you'd spent, you know, $50 million on a game and whatever, um, and big, big studio... And it immediately just gets just gets whacked, um, maybe because of some usually shit like loot boxes or whatever, right? And right, huh. Battlefront, yeah, yeah Battlefront. There you go. Comment in, on Reddit in history, Reddit history. Right? but on the actual platform where you buy the game, imagine how harm, even more harmful, right? People, random people come across your game and be like, "Shit, this game has like a super negative overall rating." So Steam mm. has like a system where they. They use machine learning and artificial intelligence to, to just just monitor that trend and say, it, within a certain time frame, a, there was a extraordinary number of up or down votes or whatever, and they they are able to determine that and they're able to actually exclude those votes or give you the option as a consumer to see or not see those the data from that perspective because you know that's the problem with data right. It's, it's manipulate. You can manipulate it as a group. Um, it's it's.
<laughs> two weeks in a row. This is this is why Neil's editing this episode. I don't know if he's. Uh. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care. We're gonna have to clap again once you get your next. Well, we'll keep we'll keep running now. I marked down the time. Okay, we can keep running for a while. But I'm starting to need to... Hannah, go pee. Hannah, go pee. Hannah, go pee. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How long are we going to extend this? Okay, I'm back. I'm back. Oh. I can't go pee now. You guys want to clap again? Clap again. Do I only need to mark down Neil's time? Uh... It it would be easier if all of our, I guess. Yeah, or, I or no, I've just, never, just I've never of, edited it before. I, I think it's just one of ours because we'll link Marty, Hannah, and me together. And then, we're not doing anything, Tom. It's Neil who's editing it. Yeah, well, Neil will do it. <laughs> well, no, because you just need all one your of our audio. Times. No, all your audio is synced, yeah. right? So you only you only need just one of you to clap, and I that's, can sync. That's what I'm that. saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So. Three, this two, be a disaster. one. <laughs> it's fine. Fifty-one. One twenty fifty-two. Okay, so I'll sync with Hannah. Are you ready? So I, I, I guess we'll cut that Hannah, what was bit it? out. One fifty. I don't remember now. One twenty fifty-two. Okay. Well, yeah, what was yours? <laughs> Uh, 51, 50. 51, 50. Wait. I'll find it. I'll find it. Like 51 Can't seconds. Move. Just roughly. Maybe. Yeah, 51 yeah. seconds. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got mine written now for the second one. So just go off that instead of Andrew, me. we need you. <laughs> no, this happened anyway. It's, it's me. It's me. It's my fault. But no, no. So I'm going to bring it back in. To talk, I want to ask one question about this whole like dislike thing. So, the Google do, do you do, do you guys feel that there's a trend in general towards in society towards removing everything negative? Because like Facebook removed their down button, down vote button many years ago, right? Google now just removed the dislike button, and for whatever reason. But as a general trend in life it's like we can no longer say bad things or even the most you know basic like you know non um intentional bad things like we're moving into a society that's not just that kind of everyone's a winner but now like you're not even allowed to express a um a a, a dis not i say negative like Negative is the right word. You can't but, criticize. But you, yeah, we're not critical. Like you have to. We all have to be. It's either good or we 
we we have to shut our mouths and not speak. It's a you're with me yeah. or you're you're against me mentality. Yeah, but not against don't, me. Don't. You, no longer but are you allowed be to be against me anymore. You're not allowed to be against anything. Yeah, we're not, not allowed to. You're just not. You either are, you either yay or just be quiet. It's we like, could have a whole episode on cancel culture because I feel that's yeah, what this question. It is. That's to. that's what it comes down to. Right? Yeah. The the thing that I would say, you know, at the time of this coming out, it was like over the weekend, Gal Gadot made a comment about or a tweet about um, the state of Israel and Palestine. And that, we, you know, we tweeted about Palestine and Israel. Well, she is yeah. from Israel. Isn't and yeah. right. And so Who it was like Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Who's Wonder that? Woman. Wonder oh, Woman. Sorry, you lost me. I thought you meant we did. Oh, I can plan to watch No, no. We're not What are you guys yet. doing? <laughs> she did. She <laughs> tweeted. Um, but she tweeted, and now everybody's like, oh, she supports this. She supports murder. And and, mm-hmm. and it's really like, no, she's an Israeli citizen. She served in the military. Cause we all have that's, to. But, all Israel, Israelis have to do. And it's like, she's sad about what's going on there and that Israel has a right to live and that she's, you know, heartbroken that Palestine and all of that, that there's turmoil and that it's war. It's like, now we're going to cancel Gal Gadot because of that. Like, never mind that, that, that she's from there. That's her country. She's not an American. Like, so she can't have an opinion about her own country. And it's immediately wrong when people are not from her country, don't have the same experience, don't have the same worldview. Like, we we don't have that background. I, I think it's there's some extreme extreme parts of, you know, the the armchair jockeys, you know, just quick to be up in arms or the, um, what what's the term for them? Um. I don't know. I can't. I can't remember. But it's one of the things I always teach my students is that you know Neil's experiences, my experiences, Hannah's experience, Tom's experience, anybody's experiences—they're all valid because I can't argue what you've been through and the experiences that you've been like you've had in life because it shapes your point of view and where you grew up, and it's no more right than mine, and it's no more wrong than than mine either it's just that we have to understand and respect each other for that nobody deserves to be canceled nobody deserves to be that like if they disagree with you i'm gonna push back a little bit marty have an argument have a have a you know have a discussion and try to change minds that way not just nope i disagree completely with you and i'm gonna ignore your complete existence from here well, on Well, I mean, as a culture, we've definitely, as a society, we've drawn lines as to which to say certain things are acceptable and not acceptable. And those things are organic, right? They evolve and they change. But, but it feels, to me at least, that what we have um, determined as a society to be acceptable and not acceptable has very, very quickly shifted where suddenly so many, 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 many more things are no longer acceptable 
at an alarmingly fast rate. Some examples, so, Neil. Well, well, like you said, Hannah, you said you have a, you have a, uh, you know, a, 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 a um, what? Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. The suspense is killing me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you said. Well, that you, I want to hear what Hannah. You said that you refute. Yeah, that's what I say. You refute what Maddie said because because it's one thing to say my experiences are as valid as everybody else's and everyone should have their point of view. But as Hannah said, she refused it. I assume. Well, tell me, correct me if I'm wrong. You're probably going to say something like, "You know, we've already, as a society, determined that there are certain points of view that are just not um, conducive to progress." Like, you know, extreme hate speech, rape, um, war, etc. Okay, why don't right. why don't why don't we not have you tell her what I'm not telling you're her? Assuming well, why? Don't, well, she asked said, me. She asked me what i meant and to give specific like, examples let's, so that's let's a let specific hannah example. articulate what she was going to disagree about as opposed to you assuming what well she's hannah asked say. me what i wanted to say so that's why i was saying what i wanted to say but if now you want to hear what she has to say go ahead hannah um you want to fight over me too <laughs> yeah let's, let's do it go <laughs> fight over hannah <laughs> hmm. no i mean i was going to just it is basically on the same lines that neil said and i would disagree Sure. Your experiences are valid. They happen to you. That cannot be denied. But it doesn't mean that they are something that should be held on to. Or that are... um... And I also don't think it's my job to try to change everybody's mind at this point. And so, like, for me... White supremacy. A lot of people are raised up in a family that believes in that, and so that's what their worldview is when they were young. But I'm going to say no to that. I'm going to say anti-vaxxers. I'm not wasting my breath anymore on anti-vaxxers. They're incorrect, but it's a waste of time. And, like, there are things that are objectively incorrect and that like we shouldn't be like not things are valid but it doesn't mean that they are morally right and maybe not objectively i agree with you it's that again that society has determined that there's a there is a line that we've of which the majority say that that is not acceptable and I, as you said such as white supremacy which is i agree with you I mean, if that didn't exist, it would just be anarchy, right? So, or or at least it would be, it'd be different. I don't know, whatever. But, well, I agree with you um, too, Neil, so, about these are things that we have agreed on as a society that we think are necessary for progress. Exactly. And I do yeah. believe that they are. I can try to imagine a future so, where it's not, but that seems unlikely. But I'm going to say the same thing. You can't, a white supremacist could not come to me and try to argue with me into making me think that, you know, white people are the superior race. Like, I'm not listening to that conversation because I know it's incorrect. So, let's, let's just not jump to the complete extremes, but let's go, we're going, instead of writing off Gal Gadot oh, and saying that she has no right to too, talk actually. about what's going on. Is that she? She's an Israeli citizen, and we're an American citizen. Like she has more of a right to say what's going on about that 
than we do who don't or haven't experienced that. I was going to we have, agree like, with you about that, Marty, because I don't want to put my foot in my mouth because I really don't understand the conflict between and, Israel and Palestine, but it's hurting both sides 100%. I don't know how to fix it. That's not me. But, like, she's an Israeli citizen. It makes sense that she has ties to her homeland and you know wants it to be you know safe and and when i'm when i'm saying this i'm also speaking generalities and saying that the the failure to listen the failure to compromise and just dig our heels in has created this where we just don't listen to each other anymore there's no we don't have to agree on everything, but at least being able to have a discussion, be able to listen about something, that's where we have kind of lost like a lot of political things, a lot of things that we're just going to... I think we also have lost the ability to look at the context in which things have been said. I was going to say, isn't that the thing that has led to the cancel culture? Because you've got this situation where... If you're, let's say you're in an objective point of view, i.e. you're you're institutional, so whether you're a corporation or a college or school or a team, whatever, if you are in a position where you have these extreme viewpoints and people that are unwilling to engage in a reasonable dialogue and also just like you said, and to not consider the context of it, you are maybe forced to just take the most conservative approach possible, which leads to this extreme cancel culture because it's like you literally can't say anything anymore because the person in the middle cannot be seen to be taken aside either way. Like they cannot be seen to be even in the slightest um, supporting or not supporting a particular cause. So therefore they have to go down that cancel culture road of... it's because In other words, it's become a very, a very narrow... They get cancelled, so it's become this very narrow tightrope upon which people have to navigate and walk. And so, yeah, you know, it's I guess it's um, yeah, it's it's, it's a thing. <laughs> wow, it's cancel culture is a thing, guys. We learned something. It's a thing, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, and everybody has. I mean, everybody can can believe what they want to believe. You you can choose your level of interaction. You can choose what you do. You can choose all of the stuff, and but that's I an individual thing. I don't know if you can in the world that we live yeah, in. Yeah, you can't just be autonomous Otherwise, to the point of disregard for the would have for a the leg to stand yeah. on if that was true. Sovereign citizens is right. stupid, but if we're saying you can believe what you want to believe, then we're saying that's fine. Like, and like, it's hard as an individual because we are <coughs> living in big groups mm-hmm. and so sometimes your individual opinion is not towards the benefit for the group like the anti-vaxxers <laughs> yes this is it's actually just, like it just it's a perfect doesn't example. work and it's just like yeah. as evolutionarily the species would like to you know, continue. So as a whole, it wants to keep going. But if you die because you did something stupid, who fucking cares? Because we have everyone else that's still propagating. 
That's on them. Yeah. That's on them. Yeah. You can only do so much. No, no, to a, no. But they a person try- who won't. Yeah, but they kill other people. <laughs> That's the problem with it's, the vaccine. If it were only. If it were only on the them, then it wouldn't be an issue, I think. Because in that respect, it would be a very clean system in which everything efficiently worked out nicely. And those that were, you know, that fell to the bottom, fell to the bottom. But the thing is, the people that don't do that, they drag everything down. They drag it down. It reminds me, it's not a very great example, but it's like the Jim Jeffries, I think it was two or three, what what. Jim Jeffries gives this great analogy. He's a stand-up comedian of like, it's like the human race is a train. And on that train, you've got all these different carriages. And at the t- at the front of the train, driving the train in the first carriage, you've got all your scientists, all your engineers, all of those people that are driving evolution and humanity forward. And then behind that, you've got this 90% of people. And this sounds you know, kind of silly. And it is. It's a joke. Obviously, it was said in a joke context. But... You know, it's like they, they're they pulling the train back and it's like, you know, they just want to like decouple the carriage. Just let it, just just turn it off. Let it go. Just let them fucking go. Just keep going without them. But you can't. So, you know, it's, it's that it drags it back. If we cancel culture, like, because we're never going to agree with every single person 100% of the time. Right. Is my point. And so you have to find the agreements, find the middle ground where you can. And if you can't, agree to disagree and just walk away. Yeah, but that's not how but you it have actually to be, works. But you have, so to want, but you, you have to want to have the dialogue still. Yeah, but that's, what, that's the problem. People don't have the dialogue have anymore. The dialogue. Now it's like, oh, you said that, you're cancelled. Right, that's not that's no dialogue. But we're jumping, we're jumping right to it instead of understanding the nuance of Gal Gadot. Nuance of just conversation and and communication. All of that you're skipping all of that. So I think cancel cancel culture should. I. Pardon the term, but be canceled. Right. That's so. I mean, cancel, Netflix. Netflix kind of did a can a, ca- a counter cancel culture a little in the latest Dave Chappelle episode, right? Because that it's you can't. It's not, you can't really you can't really cancel someone who doesn't give a shit. Huh? But at, at the end of the at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, they had to make a decision as to the side they were on because there was enough of a backlash to it. And when you get that enough, you know, enough momentum behind it, enough enough people behind it, they had to make a choice, right? They had to come out and say something publicly. And they did. And they said, you know, we're fine with this, not as in we support him or don't support him. But we're not just going to cancel him because you people are upset. Like, there's two sides to the story, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and that's how it used to be. And all of a sudden, that's, all of a sudden, that's like, wow, we bow down to the, to the open-mindedness of what was just commonplace, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Because now everybody will just knee-jerk cancel everyone. We, as we progress, we change. I remember when I was more of a kid, transgender jokes were funny. That, oh yeah, And we've realized now that transgenders, people are human and nice and lovely and like, should not be the butt of a joke. 
And so to tell that joke was probably important. It was definitely in poor taste for Dave Chappelle. I don't. I guess you could say it. But again, the problem here is, is that he's getting paid for it to me. Hmm. And that is a tacit approval from Netflix. Sure. I mean, I based on I was going to say like where you were like trend when you were young, transgender jokes were funny. Is even today, depending on context, a transgender a joke, joke, is, joke is still funny, but it, in the wrong context, it's not funny, and that was always true. The only difference is that now we're more hyper aware of it potentially because. There's more of a voice behind the people that it offended, right? So, and it, and that will continue to be true as human beings evolve. Like, as there's more transgender people, transgender jokes will offend more people. And as we move into the future in the next 100, 200 years, whatever it is, whatever we evolve into, that we all laugh about today en masse, 100%, will not be funny in 50 years to 20% of the population because there will be this change of perspective. But again, always context is what, like you said earlier, Hannah, like I always, I I personally believe that, like context is the key. Intent is what matters, right? It truly is. I believe that. If it comes from a place, yeah, a place of love and a place of non-harmfulness. I mean, yeah, you know, it gets tricky. I understand because words are tricky. Okay, fine. So you didn't mean to hurt someone, but, you did. You hurt this person, right? It's like what was it, the Halloween thing we talked about in the previous episodes? Like, no, you're no longer allowed to wear was it Jason masks because that is offensive to people. Um, and hockey Fre- players and Freddy Krueger because it's it's offensive to that minority, that small amount of the population that actually do have like scars on their face and stuff. So don't do that because it's offensive. And it's like again. It's, you know, I don't know. I'm not having <laughs> an answer, but you know what? Like there's a lot you know of what, comedians Neil? that have spoken about this. Say, so, like, if you if you do this to like comedy, a lot of comedy is written, and you know, not everyone is going to understand, or maybe not understand, but like they're they're not going to find the joke. Let's say funny. Um, sure. I mean. This is a little different of it, but yeah, it's it's all about the context. I mean, people can make fun of themselves, and you know everything's okay. I, I don't want to say the wrong thing here, but like I, I think it is all. Yeah, I, I think it is all on context. Who? Like, Haven't already? I mean, I that think, would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just think of it in general. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's stereotypical. Even if it's like race or uh, gender jokes, that can still be funny. It doesn't necessarily mean it's true, but like people can kind of play into it and make a joke about it, and people shouldn't get as offended maybe as they do get. Sure. I'd say, it depends on intent. I haven't seen the Dave Chappelle thing. I just saw like a screenshot of it. So I don't know exactly. It's more 
it seemed to me more like he was poking fun of himself. But it's hard with comedians because half the time the comedians are just there to push your button. That's like what they want to do. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why you go. You don't go to a comedy show yeah. expecting to, you know, have a prim and proper conversation or a lecture from some professor. You know, it's it's not. It is literally meant to, you know, twist a few knobs and make you, you know, slightly uncomfortable through. Comedy through... lives in the uncomfortable. Which is why it's really yes, hard. Exactly. The articulation like, of the uncomfortable. Yeah. If it was me. And I was a comedian at this point in time. I would not make transgender jokes, especially because the transgender community, like, we're finally hearing their voice and it's important. So it's something I don't want to trample over. But. I completely disagree. Okay. (laughs) If I was a comedian. I wouldn't go out of my way to make a transgender joke, but absolutely would I not in any way go out of my way to not make a joke about anything or anyone. The opposite approach. Like, don't discriminate against anything. If something is funny, it's funny. You're a comedian. That's your job. If you can think of a great transgender joke, tell that. If you can think of a great... Don't do it, listeners. ...racist... I'm just saying. Like, not... But again, not... Again, context and... The art of the comedy for itself, rather than you know, why are we? Can we? Why? Why should we be step t- tiptoeing around? Um, what? Why? Why? Why not? It just that just goes against I my would say the grain there of my are being almost. Just like reasons though to tiptoe a little bit because of the way that community had been treated in the past. It's a it's a bad look, mm, but it depends. I'm not buying it depends. Well, you kind of like I think making a transgender joke is a bad look, and I feel like Dave Chappelle. I don't, but he either wanted to provoke or he doesn't give a shit anymore. And either way, there's nothing sure. we can do about that. He did it. Right, but if you if you if you want to provoke, then you're you're deliberately going out of your way. For the sake of, you know, whatever, to get some Which get is some the type of comedy coverage. I don't like, just to be... Which is bad. I, I agree. I think that's seedy. It's shitty. It's it doesn't cheap. really... It's not comedy. It doesn't behoot. It's cheap. It's cheap. Uh, absolutely. Um, but but if, if you've got something, you've got something, and, and it doesn't... I, I don't think it, it, it should matter. We all... Like, we all, all groups, I, you have to laugh at yourselves. If we can't laugh at ourselves, like, we cannot take ourselves too seriously, even those groups. I mean, you talk about transgender as if it's some holy grail of whatever, but in comparison to other minority groups, obviously it's, you know, it's nothing, right? I mean, literally just jokes about black people is, you know, the history well, of that is far, far, far far larger than transgender bad. and yet no no it is blackface um that whole thing yeah, yeah. is terrible no 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 I, yeah and that's again see that's an example of a joke if you or you say joke or a, a caricature or something that people have portrayed in movies um that again at the time were considered 
may be still distasteful, but more acceptable than today. And likewise, as you move forward in time, like that. that'll become it becomes less and less and less acceptable than ever. So, so you will see that like loss of those kind of, that comedy, but that's normal. That's good because it's no longer funny. If it loses its funniness, then there's no point telling it anyway, right? Yeah, because if, if you're it, a shit if comedian, it, if it, exactly, then you're just shit at what you do. So. Well, we can continue this. I told you this could go on for a a whole episode. And the the thing I'll say before I close this out here is you don't see Karen's and Brian's protesting Dane Cook shows for destroying their name and causing the whole Karen situation. I've seen a lot of, I don't understand this one. I've seen a lot of Karen activity. Yet. No, no. So in Yet. in one of the <laughs> mid early two thousand Dane Cook specials where Dane Cook that was, was really popular, I would no, but he used the term out of that. That's where really it came Dane out Cook? of. He goes it, out of at Dane Cook. He goes out of all the groups. There's always a Karen, a fucking Karen, a fucking Brian. Like that was the bit, and now here we are. In the time of Karens and Brian's, as I Tom didn't realize said, so. that's, Brian was that's, the one that caught on to the mill. On the I tree know, grows. I've never yeah. called yeah. someone oh, a Brian, Brian before. Yeah. I will. I'll, I'll see if I can't find that clip. But that was yeah. But anywho, once we get Karens and Brian's protesting Dane Cook shows, Karens we'll are too know. busy yelling at we'll the barista our... who has no control over what they want. So with that, um, it is getting late for Tom, so we need to wrap it up. So, um, and Hannah needs to pee. So, um, this episode has gone on for a really long time. We've been recording for almost two hours here. We've had audio issues, so I don't remember what we learned. We didn't even get to one of our topics. If if, if any of the listeners (laughs) have, uh, going back to this art heist thing. Oh, yeah. If any... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not, not necessarily art, but if they had something that they could go out and let's say fashion, let's say they fashion. wanted to put something in their house, they wanted to go out and steal something, no repercussions, and then they could show it off and kind of showcase it. If anybody has anything, yeah, post it on uh, Facebook or uh, Twitter. Or I think wait, can they do that? Is, us, is that something that they would post on Twitter? I don't know. Or Discord. All of us. Could also think about it this week and come back with an answer next week. Because on the yeah. spot, I couldn't okay. actually think of anything. But I'm sure there's a lot of weird shit I want to put in my house. All right. And next week, next week we are talking about doing the movie. We've been putting it off for a, over a month. It's been going on so long. It's I think still in the theater. It left HBO. They've they've announced when it's coming out on on home release. So we need to get that done. We're talking about doing next yeah, week. I'm pretty sure we lied to everyone on here. Think they they probably thought yep. they were coming into this episode to listen to that. So, Sorry. so with that, uh, we learned Andy, not Andrew. Uh, flash, flash mobbery, flash mobbery, flash robberies. <laughs> we learned about fashion. We learned about cancel culture. We learned about the dislike button on YouTube. I don't know what else, and yeah. We at least Anywho. heard about these Without, things. Did we learn anything? Is unclear. Anyway, go to my YouTube channel when... and be sure to hit the dislike button. 
while yeah, it's this still is what back. happens when we don't have <laughs> Andrew with us. So, and Neil's editing this episode. So, which means you'll never fucking hear it, but we'll give it a go. <laughs> Neil, this to come out, and I spent two hours in my office chair with my back hurting. I'll be real mad. In 2023, they'll be like, "Why are they talking about the dislike oh. button? It's been gone for like fucking ages." <laughs> this is the last episode. Uh, God, <sighs> Patreon. Don't worry, we'll make it. We'll see you next week. Yeah, bye. <laughs> 